Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 53, how to set up and use FeedBurner for blogging or podcasting. Welcome back to another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. This is the podcast where I give you how-to information about podcasting and using Audacity. This is where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. Because if you're missing some of those things, then your audience might not be too happy, or you might not have an audience if you're missing some of those things, or you might not have a podcast if you don't have passion. Because we talk a lot, a lot of podcasters talk about this importance of using having passion in podcasting and I am passionate in my podcasting and I hope that you are too or if you're considering launching a podcast then think about what you're passionate about and see if you could do a podcast about that unless you're getting paid tons and tons of money try not to do a podcast that you're not passionate about even then you might want to consider getting paid tons and tons of money for doing something you are passionate about Thank you so much for nominating the Noodle Mix Network podcast for the seventh podcast awards over at podcastawards.com. I'm excited to say that two of the four Noodle Mix Network shows have made it into the nominations. We had requested that you nominate Are You Just Watching and Christian Meets World and The Ramen Noodle and The Audacity to Podcast. And of those four podcasts, the Audacity to Podcast made it into the technology category for podcast nominations, as well as, surprisingly, one of our smaller podcasts on the network, Christian Meets World, made it into religion inspiration. So if you'd love to help the network, then please go over to podcastawards.com starting on October 12th, and you can vote for your favorite podcasts over there. That's podcastawards.com. The voting opens on October 12th and goes until October 27th. So you can vote every day for all of your favorite podcasts. And please do vote every day. It does really matter. Every vote counts. Every vote is uh, counted into this consideration. Now that I've made it into the nominations and congratulations, huge congratulations to everyone else that's made it in there. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft has six podcasts that made it into the nominations. So go in there and vote for your favorite podcasts and look under the technology section for the Audacity to Podcast and look under religion inspiration section for Christian Meets World. And those are the two podcasts of the Noodle Mix Network that made it into the nominations. So I would be really grateful if you would nominate those podcasts for awards, or not nominate, vote for them. But now let's get into today's topic. FeedBurner is a crucial tool to podcasting. Many people don't know how to use it. Many people don't like using it. Some people have no idea that it even exists. I can't quite say that I'll be able to convince people who dislike FeedBurner. A lot of the Blueberry and Raw Voice podcasters like Angelo Mandato and uh, Todd Cochran, the CEO of Raw Voice Blueberry, do not use FeedBurner and think it's absolutely pointless to use FeedBurner. 
I think FeedBurner gives extra features that are crucial to podcasters. And I'll get into that in just a moment. But before we begin with this, there are two things that you need to have as we're talking about making a FeedBurner account and setting up your podcast with FeedBurner. First, you need a website, duh. And you need a working RSS feed. I recommend that you have a website powered by WordPress. And a little bit later on, I will mention a specific tool and some specific ways to do things within WordPress. But WordPress is the best way to make a website for podcasting. By the way, if you need help making a website for your podcast, designing it to look good and all of that, please let me know because that is what I do. I design websites and would love to help you out with a podcast, whether it be an entire complete design or maybe just a header image that you want customized for your needs. Let me know and I'd be happy to help you. Also, in addition to your website, in order to get a FeedBurner account, you have to have a Google account. This can be either some email address you've associated with Google, like perhaps with Google Docs, or this could be your Gmail account. And in this case, I'm using my Gmail account since I log into my Gmail all the time and use that with all the other Google services. That's what I use for FeedBurner. FeedBurner used to be its own independent service, but then Google acquired them, which I think was a really good thing because Google has a lot of power behind them. Google's not going away. They're not going to kill FeedBurner. So FeedBurner is only getting better and better. And now that Google owns it, I'm not too concerned about it going away. Some people will say that if you use FeedBurner, you are no longer owning your own feed. That's partially true. And the reason people would say that is they would say that your podcast should use its own feed address, like mypodcast.com slash feed. Because then it's branded to you, which the RSS URL, how many people actually pay attention to that? I'm not too concerned with that branding. But they say it's branded to you and you have total control over it. Yes, that's true. But how many of you out there are thinking of starting your podcast or have started a podcast and have moved websites or may move websites or rename your domain or anything like that? If you do that, and if you're not technically savvy with redirects and all of this stuff, then how are you going to redirect your RSS feed? If you start out with a site on Blogspot or WordPress.com or anything like that, and you're using its RSS feed, so it might be like mypodcast.blogspot.com slash feed or whatever their feeds are, or it might be my blog, mypodcast.wordpress.com slash feed. If you're using that, then how are you going to redirect that if you get your own website? It's very important to start out right. Yes, that's true. But not everyone can. Not everyone knows how to start out right. Not everyone can afford to start out right. And by starting out right, I mean having your own website and your own domain name. But what FeedBurner also does is it gives you forward flexibility. That in the future... If you decide to rename your podcast, rebrand your podcast, stop your podcast, point it somewhere else, whatever, you can do that in FeedBurner and it's really easy. You don't have to know HTML, CSS, PHP, JavaScript, anything like that. You can do it just super easy in FeedBurner and not have to know this advanced code stuff. It's great if you know it, but if you don't, 
FeedBurner works really well. What FeedBurner also provides that I haven't seen provided by anyone else are subscription statistics. Now, there's a lot of debate over what subscription statistics are, and I really recommend that you go back and listen to the audacitytopodcast.com slash eight, so that way you can hear more about what how you actually get statistics for your podcast. But essentially, what WordPress provides, uh, not WordPress, what Google FeedBurner provides that no one else provides are subscriber stats. This is how you know how many people are automatically subscribed to receive your podcast whenever a new episode is released. In Lipson and Blueberry, you can see how many people download. That's great. But how can you tell how many of those people are consistent downloaders and repeat downloaders and all of this stuff? It's difficult to tell. And also, what if you have some huge campaign and get a lot of people downloading a certain podcast well, how do you know how many of those people actually convert into subscribers and commit to getting your content over at uh, your website? Well, you can't tell that just from download numbers. You can see how your download numbers change, but you really can't tell. Are these people automatically subscribing or are they just wh- whatever? How You can see, yes, how it's downloaded but not necessarily how many people are subscribed. So I recommend using FeedBurner. Listen to episode eight to learn more about podcasting stats. That's theaudacitytopodcast.com slash eight, where I talk all about FeedBurner, RSS stats, website stats, and podcast download stats. So now let's actually talk about how you get your FeedBurner into your podcasting workflow and into your website. So you have your website and RSS feed, and you have your Google account. Step one, pick your feed. This would be what you want to put into FeedBurner. Sometimes it might seem like it's obvious. If you're using WordPress and you have the permalinks enabled, which I do suggest that you do, that's really easy to just go under the settings, permalinks, and you can choose an option there that you like. This changes it so that your WordPress works with just slash feed instead of uh, like a question mark and then something or other feed equals RSS, I think is what it would be. It's more complicated that way. I recommend having your permalinks enabled. So let's assume you have those permalinks enabled so that you get these nicer looking URLs instead of question marks and equal signs and stuff. It actually has words in English. Looks nice. Pretty links. Permalinks, friendly links, whatever you want to call them. Enable them in WordPress. But you need to pick your feed. This might seem like just pick your regular site feed. So mypodcast.com slash feed would be your whole site's RSS feed from WordPress. That's true. That would be your whole site's RSS feed. And certainly you can run that through this whole feed burner process that I'm about to describe. But what you should also consider is what are you going to feed podcast subscribers? If you put your podcast in iTunes, iTunes will only look for podcast episodes. So if you release blog posts in your feed, iTunes won't see that at all. If your feed is limited to 10 
items in your feed. And the way that you can find out how many items that you have in your feed is in WordPress. Go down to the settings spot on the left and choose reading. That's reading. My R's are hard to pronounce this morning. And when you see a spot that says syndication feed shows the most recent, and it says a number, that's how many items will appear in your RSS feed. So if you have that set to 10, which is the default, then when you release five blog posts and 20 podcast episodes, iTunes will only catch the most recent five, depending on how you've put your blog posts in there. Or let's make this easy. You post one episode, and then you do a blog post. You post one episode, then a blog post. Episode, blog post. Episode, blog post. Back and forth like that. So half of your posts are just blogs, no audio or video, and half are the blog posts, show notes with your audio and video for your podcast. So you do that, half of your posts in your RSS feed will be blog posts, just text. The other half will be your episodes with your media file. iTunes will only recognize the media file. And because you have that limit of 10 items, iTunes will only download however many podcast episodes appear in your feed. So you might get only five items appearing in your feed instead of the full 10, since 10 is your limit, but it's being pushed out by the five blog posts in there. So the reason I bring this up is that you might want to consider using a separate feed to send to podcast programs like iTunes or Zoom or any kind of podcast directory. You might, and actually I would say you should look at publishing a separate feed for that. There are two ways that you can do this. One is, regardless of what podcasting plugin you're using with WordPress, is make a category for all of your podcast episodes. I recommend doing this anyway. If you look at any of my uh, podcast websites, like the Audacity to Podcast, or AreYouJustWatching.com, or CleanComedyPodcast.com, or anything like that, you'll see that in my navigation bar, I have this spot that says Podcast. When you click on that, it takes you to your URL that would be like, we'll use the Audacity to Podcast, for example. It takes you to the Audacity to Podcast.com slash category slash podcast. That's because every time I release a podcast episode, I put it in the category in WordPress under podcast. I don't recommend calling it podcasts unless you have multiple shows because podcast should be synonymous with show or like TV show kind of thing where not every every episode you release is an episode every, not a podcast. So that's a little technicality there. But put it under the category podcast. Then what you can do is when you have all of your podcast episodes under podcast, then you can take that address when you're browsing the category, the audacity to podcast.com slash category slash podcast, and then just add feed to the end of that. And what that will do is it will give you an RSS feed for just that category of your WordPress. So you don't have to use any plugins to split this up. WordPress can generate a feed from really 
anything on your website, any section on your website, any uh, particular content, any tags, WordPress can generate them from your website automatically. So you can take this feed to FeedBurner and then when we go through this process, then take that to iTunes and this will be your podcast episode only feed, which works great. And this is the way you should do it. The other way that you could do it is if you are using the Blueberry PowerPress plugin, go into the PowerPress settings in WordPress. So PowerPress on the left side of the WordPress admin, then settings, go to the feeds tab and scroll down just a little bit and you'll see main site feed and podcast feeds. This is set up that whenever you add a podcast episode or a media file through that podcast episode entry in PowerPress, it will automatically make it, put it into a separate feed for your WordPress site. So what it will do instead of something like the audacity to podcast.com slash category slash podcast slash feed, it would do the audacity to podcast.com slash feed slash podcast. And this is built into PowerPress to split it out like that. That makes it really easy too. You could do both of these, in fact, or one or the other. It's up to you. I do recommend having all your episodes under a specific category, but you could use this podcast feeds option in PowerPress to grab your originating feed for FeedBurner. Or if you really have to, you could grab your whole site feed. So whatever feed that you decide to use, take that, copy that address. So it would be something like http colon slash slash mypodcast.com slash category slash podcast slash feed, or it might be blah, 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 dot com slash feed slash podcast, depending on which way you do this. Then you go to feedburner.com. Feedburner.com will redirect you to accounts.google.com slash all this stuff. Log into your Google account if you're not already logged in or create your account here. When you logged into FeedBurner then, so that's step two, log into FeedBurner. Step three is burn your feed. Burning your feed is not really an official term necessarily, but it's something that FeedBurner calls it because it's called feed burner, so you burn your feed. In When you first log into FeedBurner, you will see nothing listed. You'll have two buttons, claim your feeds now or a next button. What you want to do is look at that little field where it says burn a feed right this instant. Type your blog or feed address here. So this is where you paste that address that we just decided what address we wanted to use, whether it be the category address or the address from PowerPress or your whole site feed. Paste that into here, http colon slash slash and all of that, everything there. Then put a check mark on this option, I am a podcaster. So then after you've clicked the next button with your address in there, it will try to check your feed just to make sure that your feed is indeed working. 
If your address is correct, then it will say, Welcome, let us burn a feed for you. This is where you enter two things. Enter a title and the address that you want your new feed to be. The title is not what people are going to see in your podcast. This is what you are going to see when you log into FeedBurner. So you could name this whatever you want it to be, and this will display only to you, not to your listeners or subscribers. So if you have a dozen podcasts and you're putting them in FeedBurner, this is how you would distinguish between your different podcasts or your different feeds. So type in a name, what you want it to be called, and then the feed address is the part that you need this for your listeners. So it will be http colon slash slash feeds.feedburner.com slash and then whatever you enter. So we'll say you enter my podcast. That's probably taken, but we'll pretend that you enter that. So then click the next button. After you burn a feed, it says immediately, congrats, your feed burner feed is now live. Want to dress it up a little? And yes, you do. You have several options of things that you can do. I recommend don't skip this yet, but there are some things that we'll go ahead and enable in this. So click the next button, and then it gives us a page to customize our iTunes options. Here's where you have some runover between Blueberry PowerPress and iTunes. Because if you use the PowerPress plugin for podcasting in WordPress, and this is what I recommend for podcasting, in PowerPress, you have an iTunes tab in the PowerPress settings. And this is where you can set up a lot of information and what iTunes will see about your podcast. So this is the 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 keywords, the subtitle, the summary, the category or categories, whether it's explicit, what the image is, the talent name, and the email address. This is all what goes into iTunes. Other podcatchers won't see this information. Only iTunes will see this. So you can write all of this information into PowerPress, or you can write it into FeedBurner. Really, there is no difference between the two of them except that FeedBurner is made to add this stuff to feeds that don't already have it, to add this important information for iTunes. But if you're using Blueberry PowerPress, you can enter this information into Blueberry PowerPress, and you don't need to enter it into the FeedBurner section. However, we'll just continue on talking as if you're entering this into FeedBurner. The same rules apply if you're using Blueberry PowerPress, but this is what you would enter in FeedBurner. So we have a couple options. Create a podcast, create podcast enclosures from links to any rich media file is the default. That's what we want. And we'll see checkmarked include iTunes podcasting elements. Yes. Now, this is really important. Pick your categories and click on show or use additional categories. So that way you can get more categories where your podcast will appear. This is the hierarchical hierarch hier, this is specifying the hierarchy for your podcast. Hierarchical is yeah, I can't even speak today. It's not only a difficult word for me to spell. 
It's my nemesis, my spelling nemesis word. What's your spelling nemesis, by the way? Not only is it a hard word for me to spell, but it's also a hard word for me to say. So pick your categories. By the way, unless you have a podcast about podcasting, do not put your podcast under the category podcasting. You are picking the category for podcasts. So already everything that you see, arts, business, comedy, education, games and hobbies, et cetera, et cetera, all of that is already under the podcast section of iTunes. So if you have a podcast, that does not mean you should go to technology and then choose podcasting. No, do not do that. So many people do that, but they're not supposed to do that because that is the section for podcasts that talk about podcasting. The fact that you're podcasting doesn't mean that it should go here. It's just like if you have a, well, I won't try and liken that to something. So choose the categories that your podcast fits within and pick several categories. This is important to to appear in as many categories as you can not just one of them. And you can choose certain subcategories for each of these as well. So you might find that technology is too broad of a field, so then you can drill it down and you see the subcategories are gadgets, podcasting, software how-to, and tech news, or no subcategory. It's up to you and the content of your show. You can add additional content categories as well, and your podcast will appear in those different categories in iTunes. So then the next field is podcast image location. This is where you enter an image that you want to appear in your iTunes directory listing, not for every individual file. This is what appears in iTunes when you search for your podcast, when you view your podcast listing in iTunes. This should be a big image. FeedBurner will tell you when you hover over their little spot that says image, it will tell you recommended size is 300 by 300. No, I recommend the size 600 by 600. And that's what PowerPress will tell you is put in the size of 600 by 600. Then you can enter a podcast subtitle, a podcast summary. The summary is, well, the description of your podcast. And this is what appears in your listing in iTunes. Enter your keywords. These are important because this is what helps people find your podcast. So enter your relevant keywords. Don't think episode specific, but think overall theme of your podcast. Like one of my keywords are audacity. Not every episode am I talking about audacity in the Audacity to Podcast, but that is something that is a strong theme throughout my episodes. So I use that as one of the keywords. Your podcast author email address is optional, but put in there your feedback address is what I recommend doing. You have the option to make your content explicit or clean, and this is where there's a little bit of a confusion. If you say, well, the question is contains explicit content, and you have three answers, no, yes, or yes, cleaned. This, there's some misunderstanding here, and I would actually say go with the common conception of what the clean tag means rather than how it was intended. See, the clean tag is supposed to be 
for when content had explicit language, but it was cleaned up. That's what the clean tag was made to do and made to signify. But if you have already clean content, like I have a clean comedy podcast, it's already clean and I want people to know it's clean and it's a comedy podcast. There was nothing to clean up, but people see a tag that says clean next to it. That tag makes most of the people who see it think, oh, this doesn't have anything in it. They don't, they're probably not even thinking about, oh, this once had stuff and now it's cleaned. They're thinking it is clean. So I read, rec- I would recommend if you have a clean podcast that is no foul language, no off-color jokes, no adult-related content, anything like that, nothing explicit or offensive, think about is it something that you're comfortable with your kids seeing or hearing or your pastor's kids seeing or hearing or whatever, your grandkids. So if it's just standard whatever, then you can leave it at no. If you have the explicit stuff, put it at yes. If you have a clean podcast, then I do suggest choosing the option yes, cleaned, because that adds the clean tag to your thing. It's a little weird, but that's the way most people understand it. And that's the You also have the option to enter a copyright message and a podcast author. Again, this is all adjusting for your entire feed, not just for the individual episodes. So once you have this information in there, click the next button again, and then it takes you to the next page where it says, get more gusto from your feed, traffic statistics. I would say enable each of these things. Put a check mark on click-throughs, item enclosure downloads, and I want more. Have been feed burner stats also track, blah, blah, blah. I do recommend enabling those things because one of the reasons we're using feed burner is its unique set of statistics. So then after you're done, it says you have successfully updated the feed and it will list your feed title, what you named it. So this is your setting here and how you've uh, gone through this. I skipped a couple of the actual steps. Pick your feed, log into FeedBurner, burn a feed, set up SmartCast for podcasting, that's number four, and enable stats, that's number five. You can get this full list of the steps and some screenshots over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 53, and I'll have that all over there for you. Now we go to step six. So we're done with the automated walkthrough process. Now let's go through and change some of the things. By the way, before we move on, if you click on edit feed details at the top, you'll see again your original feed and that is where it's pulling the original content from and you'll see your feed address. This is what you would give to podcasting places and such. So step six is optimize your feed with extra options. So go to the optimize tab. When you click on that, you'll see a lot of options here, a lot of text. You'll most likely see browser friendly and smartcast already checkmarked. Now smartcast is that thing that we set up for iTunes. Not totally necessary if you're using PowerPress, but decide for yourself whether you want to let PowerPress control that or if you want to let FeedBurner control that. That's up to you. 
So you can enable or disable that. The only other things that you need to be concerned about here in the optimized settings are a couple things that you could do on top of your feed. Don't look at stuff like the the smart feed, but you could look at feed flare. Feed flare gives you the option to add little buttons at the end of every post in your RSS feed. So if someone is looking at your post from a, a blog reader like Google Reader or Feedly or uh, some kind of aggregator or whatever, then they'll see these extra options. If you, they are subscribed just through a podcast program, they're not going to see these options. So if you're working on your podcast feed only, don't worry about any of these things. If you're working on a feed for your blog, then use these things. So you can enable, enable things like emailing it, email the author, put something on Google Plus, uh, Buzz, Delicious, Dig, Stumble Upon, all sorts of things like that. And you can put that in the end of each of your feeds. So when you pick your options, then click activate and it puts a little check mark on it. But the other thing that I think you'll be most interested in, many people will have this issue, whether they're using a category RSS feed or they're using the podcast feed or whatever feed they're using for their podcast, they'll often run into a problem where they will say, I have my website is myawesomewebsite.com, but I've started this podcast on there that is all about being awesome. And that's the name of the podcast is all about being awesome. So how can I make it though? So my iTunes link shows that because your iTunes might say something like my awesome website, little arrow sign, and then how to be awesome podcast or being awesome, whatever I said the name is, how to be awesome podcast. The way that you can change that title, and this is where FeedBurner comes in really handy, is you can override that in FeedBurner by go to the title slash description burner option. And this is where it lets you type in a new title and a new description for your feed iTunes will then receive this and iTunes will display this as the feed. So if you look at several of my podcasts, you'll notice that when it shows up in iTunes, it has a certain title, but that's not the title on the website. Or it might be the title of the website, but it's not the title of the podcast category or anything like that. So this is where you can come in and change the title the RSS readers will see to anything you want it to be and change that description too to anything you want it to be. So this can be a description that's separate from your website or it could be something that is the same as your website if you want tweak, punctuation, or whatever. Feed image burner is where you could put in a specific feed that you want to show in the RSS feed. This is separate from iTunes, but this would matter to other podcast programs. This would be if you don't already have this set up well in your RSS feed to begin with. And then the last thing you could look at considering is the summary burner. This is when if you are releasing entire posts in WordPress and you want to continue that way, but for some reason you want your 
podcast only feed to be just summaries or teasers, this is how you would do it is you can tell it the maximum length will be so many letters and you can add in some teaser and it links back to your site. I don't necessarily recommend doing it this way because you don't have as much control over it. Uh, Whereas with WordPress excerpts, you have more control, but you could consider this. So that's step six, optimize your feed with extra options. Step seven is publicize your feed with extra options. Under the Publicize tab, there are a whole bunch of things that we could look at here. I don't recommend considering all of them, but some things that you could look at is email subscriptions allows you, and it gives you the code to paste on your website once you activate it, and you can adjust this. It gives you code to paste on your website so people can subscribe to your RSS feed through email, and they'll be emailed automatically when a new post is released. The way FeedBurner will work is you set a time of the day and it will post or it will email if there's anything new before that time. So for are you just watching, for example, I have five o'clock set as the time it will send a feed. So if I release three posts in the morning, it won't wait. It will wait to email those posts until five o'clock in the evening And then it sends all three of them together and it will say, well, I have many different options of what I can make it say in the subject line. You can also customize things like what you want the messages to say, how you want them to look a little bit, different branding and delivery options that you have under email subscriptions. Another little thing, and this isn't so relevant anymore, but it's called PingShot. This is what you could use to make your feed ping certain sites, give me a ping, Vasily, one ping only. It will ping certain sites to let them know that you have something new. You could enable this, but this is now pretty built into things. Feed count, if you really want a widget on your site that shows how many people are subscribed to your RSS feed, this is where you could get it. I hope my voice is communicating the fact that I don't recommend this because this reminds me of the hit counters from websites in the late 90s and it's ugly. So don't use it. Socialize is a cool option. Many of you are probably looking at things like twitterfeed.com in order to feed uh, or to tweet whenever you have a new post. Did you know FeedBurner has that built in? Go to the socialize option under publicize and you can add your Twitter account and adjust what kind of stuff you want sent out with each tweet as you are uh, posting your updates and such. It will then send this out. It'll, it will shorten your links in some way and you can tell it a uh, change certain parameters and options with this. So it will automatically tweet when your feed is updated. That's pretty cool. Your chiclet chooser is where you can go to copy code to paste onto your website for something that says like subscribe and a reader or different subscribe buttons that you can get there and paste onto your website. I wouldn't say that these are all that great looking. And in fact, they aren't. But you could still use these if you wanted to uh, put a button on your site for people to subscribe via RSS to your site and just click these buttons and it launches in that certain service. Awareness API. This will sound really geeky, 
just by name. But do consider this because what the Awareness API does is it allows certain other programs that you might be running to check your feed and to do things with your feed when you authorize them. And so you could have your feed burner statistics display inside of WordPress if you wanted using this Awareness API. So you can enable that as well. Also, the two other very uh, minor things, Creative Commons will add a little tag to each of your posts telling what kind of Creative Commons license Creative Commons license it's released under. But you don't have to do this, and it will really be quite irrelevant when you're releasing a podcast because people are listening, not looking at your feed. Password Protector is where you could password protect your feed, but it uses only a single username and a single password. So this wouldn't work if you want to subscribe a lot of people unless you give them all the same username and password, which, you know, you could do that. That's fine. So that's under the publicize option. Then one last thing that you could consider is under the monetize tab is a place where you could set up to get Google AdSense put into your feed. So you could maybe make some money off of your RSS feed. Again, this doesn't matter for podcasters because most people are going to be listening and downloading your episodes with the podcast catcher instead of reading it in a reader. However, for your blog feed, you might want to consider doing this. If you run into problems with your feed and stuff just isn't working right, there are two basic things that you can try. Go under the Troubleshoot Dies tab and then look at two different options it gives you. One is pinning your feed where it just simply checks to see if there's anything changed or new. And the other is a button farther down that says resync now. This completely clears the cache of your feed, clears out anything that previously had saved, and completely resynchronizes your feed. So if you're having a lot of problems, these are your two options to go with. So that's how you set up FeedBurner. Again, those steps are pick your feed. Number two, log into FeedBurner. Number three, burn a feed. Number four, set up smart casting for podcasting. Maybe, unless you want to use Blueberry PowerPress for that. Number five, enable the stats. Number six, optimize with some extra options. Number seven, publicize with some extra options. Number eight, maybe monetize. Number nine, if you have problems, use the troubleshootize. As you can see, they're trying to be cute. And then number 10, use your new feed in WordPress. And this is a step that many people miss. They'll sign up for their feed, but then when it comes to using it in WordPress, many people don't know that you need to do something in order to make this work in WordPress. There are two plugins I would recommend that you consider for this in WordPress. One is FD FeedBurner plugin, and the other is Tent Blogger FeedBurner RSS Redirect plugin. Long names, I'll have links and the names in the show notes so you can search for them uh, in your WordPress installation or just click the links from the link in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 53. So what both of these plugins do, 
They do the same thing, so don't install both of them. I would suggest the FeedBurner plugin because TentBlogger, as much as I like what TentBlogger does as a whole with their blog, they create a new section in the WordPress admin, like an extra menu item. And I just don't like it when plugins create an extra menu item in WordPress. So FD FeedBurner plugin creates just a sub-menu, not an overall menu. So when you have this installed in WordPress, either of these, then you go to, we'll take, for example, if we have this FeedBurner, uh, the Tent Blogger plugin, we go to, in WordPress admin, Tent Blogger, then FeedBurner. See, that's why I don't like it, is that there's that Tent Blogger option first. And all we simply do is we paste in our FeedBurner address that we got from earlier. So this would be http colon slash slash feeds.feedburner.com slash and then whatever the nickname was for your podcast. This will then, and the same thing with the FD FeedBurner plugin, this will redirect your regular RSS feed for anyone visiting your site to your FeedBurner feed. And don't worry if you're starting to think, well, wait a minute, the FeedBurner is getting the RSS from the site and the site is telling people to use FeedBurner. Isn't that going to create an infinite loop? No, don't worry. It doesn't do that. It's smart enough. There are some technical things about refers and uh, IDs and all of this stuff that it's doing. You don't have to worry about that. It's not creating an infinite loop. So don't worry about that. Just paste in your full feed address here for your FeedBurner and then click the button to save it or to redirect your feeds, and you are done. So if people come to your WordPress site and they decide to click a button other than one of your regular subscribe buttons, they'll get your FeedBurner RSS feed instead of your boring WordPress RSS feed. So check out the show notes for those links for the plugins, FD FeedBurner plugin or TentBlogger FeedBurner RSS redirect plugin. The other thing that you should look at, if you have a really good theme, and I recommend and I use Genesis framework, if you have something like Genesis, then this option is actually built in and you don't have to install an extra plugin. So if you have a really good premium theme, then check that out because you might have the option already built in that you can just go in there and tell it, redirect my RSS feed to whatever. And that would be your feed burner. All site feed would go there. So what's important then, as you have this feed burner address, is use this everywhere. You might split your site into multiple feeds so that you have, for example, the, the all site feed. And that's what you want blog people to read or bloggers, not bloggers, uh, software like Google Reader to read. So that's what your default site feed might be. But then you have your podcast episode only feed. You take that and put that into iTunes, into the Zoom Marketplace, into Stitcher, into all of these other programs that are designed for podcasting. And then if you have other feeds, you can also take those and use those elsewhere. But wherever you use your feed, use one of your feed burner feeds, those addresses, not your site's feed, your mypodcast.com slash feed or whatever. 
Now, let me just explain why the feed burner stats are important. And again, listen to the audacitypodcast.com slash eight for more information about this as I get into this. But the way feed burner stats work is that they tell you how many people are checking your RSS feed on a given day. Don't pay attention to the downloads and some of that other information, and I explain what that means a little bit more in episode eight, way back then, almost 50 episodes ago. Wow. But look at this as giving you information about how many subscribers you have, people that are automatically receiving your episodes. You'll see these numbers fluctuate every day, and actually there is some kind of crossover between them, because maybe if Most of your listeners, if you have 500 people on Monday, it might not be the same 500 people on Tuesday. On Tuesday, you might have 600 people, but 200 of those people didn't check your feed on Monday. So it really matters when do they open up their program, like if they're using iTunes, when do they open up iTunes, when do they have iTunes set to check for updates, how often to check it and all of that. So this number that FeedBurner gives you is not totally accurate if you're wondering how many subscribers do I have. It doesn't answer that question directly. It kind of does, but not so directly. The way you should look at it is how many people automatically received my episode through RSS subscription today. That's how you should look. Actually, you'd say yesterday because the stats are delayed by one day. So when you look at FeedBurner, you're looking at yesterday's statistics, not today's, yesterday's. They will probably, there's a beta version of FeedBurner that you could use. It's a little bit more up to date, but it's not quite as helpful as just looking at yesterday's statistics because you get to learn more about what it means. So check out the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 53 so you can see the screenshots of this stuff and it'll make more sense as you're going through or just listen to this as you are burning your own RSS feed for either your blog or your podcast. One last thing I want to tell you about is I'm working on a couple ebooks. I told you previously that I was going to share with you how I octupled my RSS subscribers almost overnight. And by almost overnight, I mean really in a 48-hour period. It wasn't overnight, literally, because I messed something up. (laughs) But once I got it working, it was essentially an overnight octuplation of my RSS subscribers. And it's a a crazy off-the-wall thing that you could do too, maybe, but it's a crazy off-the-wall thing that worked for me to octuple my RSS subscribers. And I've been saying that if you want to learn this too, sign up for the email newsletter over at theaudacitypodcast.com. And on the right side, you see the spot where it says free updates and podcasting on Audacity tips through email. This is how you'll get the free ebook. Sign up for that email newsletter. I won't be sending it just as an email anymore but I will send it to everyone that's on that list. I was just realizing as I was putting it together that, boy, I need pictures here. 
This is going to be a longer description. I need people to be able to see and read all of this stuff. So I'm making a small ebook, and so it will be completely free, but I just wanted to make it a little bit more helpful and handy than just sending it inside an email. So if you want that free ebook, then sign up at theaudacitypodcast.com, enter your email address in there, an optional first name, and you can also at the same time subscribe to receive email from our other podcasts like Christian Movie Reviews with Critical Thinking and Clean Comedy stuff from The Ramen Noodle. So check that out at theaudacitypodcast.com. I would love to hear from you your questions about FeedBurner, and I know that a common question I'll probably get will be, and I even got this in the chat room. And by the way, I normally do this live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I didn't do that on today, which is October 10th, because I have a PodCamp Cincinnati thing to go to, a little meeting for the grand opening of the Griffin Hall. By the way, check out podcampcincinnati.com. So today I'm not recording it at that time, but normally I record live 2 p.m. Eastern time over at noodle.mx slash live. But in the chat room, someone asked a great question. Eileen asked, what can I do if my FeedBurner feed doesn't validate on feedvalidator.org? Eileen, I'm going to give you a very lawyer-like answer. It depends. (laughs) And that's the same for everyone else. It really depends. But if you take your feed, you know what, I I will add this as a link to the show notes as well, is feedburner or feedvalidator.org. And validator, by the way, is T-O-R at the end, not E-R. Feedvalidator.org allows you to enter your RSS feed and see whether it's valid. If you don't have a valid feed, iTunes cannot use it. So go to feedvalidator.org, enter your RSS feed that you would want to enter into iTunes, and it will validate that for you. You will see a couple things. One is you will get most likely a, some, a list of errors or a list of warnings about your feed or recommendations, or whatever. Like, if you look at my feed for the Audacity to Podcast, there are a few warnings, yes. And it highlights a whole bunch of stuff in my feed. I think it essentially highlights my entire feed. and tells me, there's a warning here. Uh, Yeah, that's because my feeds are being compressed. So, when you look at it, it might give you some warnings. That's okay. Some of those warnings are things that Feed Validator just isn't set up to understand, but it won't break your feed. The most important thing you want to look for is at the very top, it should say, congratulations, this is a valid RSS feed. iTunes will accept it then. If you have problems with your feed, then you need to try and figure out, it will tell you what line it is or what the problem is, and you need to figure out what is making that problem. It could be your blog, It could be your podcasting plugin like PowerPress. You might have something set wrong or missing or a bad character or letter or something like that in your feed. Or it could be something you have in FeedBurner set wrong. If you really just can't figure it out, then I say this with caution. 
email me feedback at noodle.mx and I'll take a quick glance at it and let you know if I can see immediately what might be wrong. But I can't I can't totally promise that I'll be able to help you totally fix it because I do offer consulting services. But if you'd like to hire me to fix your feed, I'll certainly do that. But if you really can't figure out what's wrong, then go ahead and send me an email. And it might even be something I'll address on the podcast. Like, how do you fix this problem with your RSS feed? I might address that on the podcast or just give you a quick quick glance and say, oh, go to this link. It tells you how to do that there. So you do need a valid feed for it to work in iTunes. So use feedvalidator.org to check that. So I'd love to hear from you what your ideas and thoughts are on using FeedBurner or how you're using FeedBurner or any feedback or any questions that you have. You can send that to feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. Leave your message to under three minutes and you can also email an audio file to that same address feedback at noodle.mx again check out the show notes over at the audacity to podcast.com slash 53 and you can comment there on the show notes as well and comment on this topic and let me know what's going on with you check out the other shows in the noodle mix network And also, please vote for our shows that are in the Podcast Awards over at podcastawards.com. Vote early, vote often, vote every day. Get your friends to vote. Vote for all of your favorite podcasts, please, and help us out. Help your friends out and all of that. Check it out at podcastawards.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our podcasts on Christian movie reviews with critical thinking, clean comedy, Christian worldview, and more to come. And when I say more to come, I do mean it. There are plans for more stuff to come. It's just deciding when to do it. So check it out at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. And the Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more podcasts on technology, and there are a lot there. So you can find something on almost anything, even Minecraft. There's a video podcast about Minecraft that got me addicted to Minecraft. Check it out. It's called Minecraft Me, by the way. Look at techpodcasts.com. That's techpodcasts.com.